Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Industry 5.0 Leaders Podcast, which is hosted by the initiative Young Manufacturing Leaders and Shamash University of Technology. This is the podcast for you that's interested in manufacturing, digitalization, skills, sustainability, or the redesigning of supply chains, which are all buzzwords in this new era of manufacturing as we move towards Industry 5.0. Hi, my name is Emma. And my name is Mila. In this episode, we had the honor of interviewing Andrew Lynch, who is Chief Innovation Officer at Irish Manufacturing Research, also known as IMR. And you'll also get to know more about IMR and their goals and how they may help industries in Ireland to not only embrace Industry 4.0's technologies, but also move towards Industry 5.0. But you all may be wondering, what is Irish Manufacturing Research? Is it like an organization? What do they do? Yeah, Irish Manufacturing Research is an independent industry-led research and technology organization. And IMR's goal is to demystify the risk and deliver new emerging technologies and new knowledge to enable industries to succeed within advanced manufacturing. IMR wants to enable manufacturing of all sectors and sizes to be able to have a significant role in the world of advanced manufacturing, so they can be both competitive and thrive in the global economy. Yeah, and as the quotes say, which are displayed on IMR's website, if you are considering exploring what's possible, IMR are the people to speak with. And IMR is instrumental in bringing advanced manufacturing technology to the Irish industry. Yeah, so IMR actually started with the when the industry-led initiatives ICMR and I2E2 were founded in 2010 as a pilot for a new type of research model in Ireland. They wanted the initiatives to focus on research, but also to bridge the gap between academia and industry. Yeah, exactly. And following the great success of the two initiatives, IMR was then established in 2014 as a new research and technology organization. And today they work with leading global brands and also have labs and industrial pilot lines in Ireland to help them in achieving their goals, to demystify the risk and deliver. IMR also has four thematic pillars to help them with their goal to demystify, de-risk and deliver the newest technologies, gadgets and the new and high-impact collaborative research to the advanced manufacturing industry, since it's their goal and ambition to accelerate the implementation of these technologies, which can help increase industry's productivity, efficiency, to upskill, to build resilience, etc., Yeah, and the first one of their four pillars focuses on digitalization, with the vision of data-driven business. And this one will be quite important for companies if they, for example, want to create digital twins of their factories and processes to better understand and improve their production. The second one focuses on robotics and automation, and has the vision self-adaptive autonomous automation, which I would not want to say 10 times quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And here, IMR wants to help manufacturers stay competitive regarding both production and quality manufacturing with the help of automation and robotics. Yeah, and the third one is the design for manufacturing. And this one has the vision of customer-defined manufacturing. And it also enables industry to, they themselves, create and design products with the help of technologies like 3D printing or advanced machining. And last but definitely not least, the the fourth pillar focuses on sustainable manufacturing with the vision of having zero net carbon manufacturing. 
Yeah, and arguably, this is the pillar which ties them strongly to Industry 5.0, since they want to bring in the sustainable aspect into manufacturing. So they not only help manufacturing companies stay up to date with the newest technologies of Industry 4.0, but they also make sure that they are helping the planet by doing so. Yeah, exactly. The fourth pillar really wants um, to focus on helping industry to strive towards a zero net carbon goal, and to focus on such things as a circular economy, resource efficiency, and intelligent energy management. So, enjoy the interview with Andrew Lynch. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. We're very happy to have you. So, the first question is kind of, who are you and what is your role? That's a lovely question. Thank you so much for <laughs> it. My name is Andrew Lynch. I'm the Chief Innovation Officer with Irish Manufacturing Research, which is a technology service and RTO in Ireland. We're the largest engaged manufacturing network in the country. We've got companies like Intel, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, Boston Scientific, Dell, all the large American multinationals in Ireland, as well as hundreds of small to medium sized and indigenous Irish companies focused on advanced manufacturing. Nice. So, um, why do you think initiatives like that include, for example, young people like YML is um, in manufacturing is important? It's critical. And I mean, I know you've heard this in different ways that young people are the future. Of course you are, because people like me are getting old, we're passing a baton. And you've seen how important manufacturing is to the European economy. It's, you know, it's still the largest trading block on the planet. 80% of all of our exported goods off that trading block are manufactured. 16% of all people that are employed in Europe are directly in manufacturing plants. And we know that that is a huge impact right across uh, the entire European Union. I think young people, I have daughters uh, myself uh, that, are, that are of this generation, it's very different. You don't see things the way I saw it. I was lucky and privileged to get a job. I left college where I was fully educated and didn't need to be educated anymore. None of those things are true anymore. Young people bring a very different perspective. My generation will always be remembered in history as one of the biggest polluters, one of the most destructive in the history of the planet. And your generation, the next one coming, will be the corrective action that we'll see to this. So I think all of that hope, all of that energy, all of that innovation, all of that, I suppose, adherence to some of the principles that are outside of just purely economic processes, they come from this future generation. How you see brands, how you engage with brands, how you validate the purchases that you've got, all of these types of philosophies you apply and will apply to your careers. The companies that you decide to affiliate with and align with won't be just the ones that fulfill an economic criteria for you and your family, but also that you're doing bigger things with your life, that you're impacting things on a bigger level. And that type of philosophy, you know, it's coming through and we can see large companies. You saw here in the World Manufacturing Forum, you saw these large companies identify this generation and what their priorities are. And that's a massive impact. It's not just father for the next generation to come in and drive an economic reality that keeps Europe at the forefront of where it needs to be economically. It's how you change that. It's how you engage with that. And that philosophy, that touch point that you have, that's going to hugely impact even the largest companies on this planet. And that's something you should be very excited about as a generation. Yeah. 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 So the next question is kind of, 
even though you've touched upon it, what are the future global problems that you foresee when it comes to production systems and manufacturing? Lazy young people. <laughs> people who aren't going to read a standard operating procedure. One of the things that I always remember was these SOPs, as they call them. You had to sit down and read about a machine, and then you had to read about how you managed the machine, and then you had to read about what was important on the process and the machinery and so on. There's no young person who's going to read this. And I know myself, as I engage with social media as an older person, TikTok and so on, my own span of attention is limited. I want cool videos to explain to me what the hell is going on in these machines. And my kids and your generation will be looking at this and saying, you know, we want to be able to engage this with AR and VR technologies. We want programs that excite. We want to gamify our activities and so on. So this generation, as we look at, at, at you versus mine, you have a completely different attitude to IP, for example, value propositions, how you engage with an ecosystem. I note, for example, that you have both got mobile phones here as part of this podcast. You have more connectivity and more information and more, I suppose, high-level engagement mechanisms on that phone than most manufacturing operators do in a manufacturing environment right now on the planet. You were born into technology that I distrust. I look at how open you are with your privacy, for example. That's mirrored in large multinationals and SMEs around their privacy of how they do business. And yet you culturally engage with this ecosystem completely differently. So when we talk about next generation manufacturing, all too many people look at the next generation of technology, the cool new tech and so on. What we forget is at the heart of this is the next generation of people. You see the words, as I said to your previous question, completely differently from a philosophical perspective, but also in how you engage with it. You won't put up with boredom. You won't put up with repetitive um, activities that add little value. You, you do want, and we all want, these occupations to maintain and be retained within the European ecosystem, a job, if you like. But we want the tasks within those jobs to be automated. Anything that requires repetitive, same process, lift the box, is not of interest to you and shouldn't be of interest to us as a, as a sector. We want to see people programming a robot that will shift the box. And those are the kinds of things that I see as a major problem. I do look at a 10-year horizon, and I know in 10 years' time this will be the reality, but I also know the pain that we're going to go through as a sector from digitization, getting SMEs up and running, get, getting a highly flexible, um, erudite thinking a generation into a manufacturing sector is going to be a huge sector. So many of you, and you're two women in front of me, you are a minority in this world. You're a minority in terms of young people that are interested in industry because most people want to be social influencers or working in healthcare or they want to be TV presenters or they want to be you know, on TV or whatever it is or media, etc. Not a lot of people want to engage with the hard yards in terms of building ideation. And yet, it's probably one of the most exciting times in the history of mankind we for all of a sudden can meld IT and IoT some fantastic new technologies coming out there's a massive amount of young companies being built how exciting that is for, for your generation you know who's going to build the next Google the next Facebook all of that is up to you and I think this is the sector that will transform and this is the time it will be transformed in a hundred years time people will look back at this inflection and they will say that's when manufacturing revolution is that's when everything changed and you are at the precipice of this yeah, and to just shortly cut in, it's interesting to think about how social platforms like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, etc. are affecting the newer generations and their attention spans. Because I know many, most likely myself included, who would rather just watch a five-minute YouTube tutorial on how a robot works than read a ten-page essay about it. Yeah, for sure. 
it's hard to foresee how this will affect companies and how they what they will think about it mm-hmm. and do about it. Uh, but it's definitely been mentioned at the World Manufacturing Forum that the new generations are not entirely like the older ones. Yeah. Someone at the forum also mentioned that with the older generations, that for them, they need to work. For like for them, their purpose is kind of to work, and they're good at doing that. But it was then pointed out that the younger generation tend to need a greater purpose. They want to be sustainable, want to help the planet, work towards a better future, etc., etc., you know. And as Rhonda Barnett said at her roundtable, that from her experiences, if companies can tap into that passion of making important things better, faster, smarter, more sustainable than the younger generations and the workers, they're gonna get in, they're gonna get up in the morning and they're gonna come to their facilities and they're gonna give it 150%. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's not an easy task to find a great purpose within everything you do and every job out there. And as Andrew Lynch stated, you won't put up with boredom. So it's expected that as the newer generations enter the workforce, companies and jobs, may start to shift in an attempt to attract the young, ambitious workers. Lastly, would you like to say something to the young leaders listening? God, it's a, it, that's a big question. I, I, w- I, would say, I would say I'm jealous of you. you know, you've, you're well-educated, you're young, you've got all the enthusiasm that I had when I was young without an awful lot of the same opportunities. I think from my own daughter's perspective, there are more opportunities for women. I also think that we, we, we do need to be cognizant of in, in terms of an industrial sector that we include and encourage the humanities and the arts in this sector because we're not going to have the ideation to build out innovation just coming from engineers. I'm an engineer myself. We're the most boring people on the planet. We need people who see differently and think differently. When we look to things like, for example, artificial intelligence, who amongst you is going to be the arbitrator of right and wrong? How are we going to determine how we're going to apply these things? How all of these things influence our society? And this is your society. And I think if I was going to say anything to your generation, I would say, you need to take control of this. Mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago, Plato gave us a philosophy and a blueprint for democracy, which we've been using to this day. That was a philosopher. If we look at someone like Leonardo da Vinci, who was a fantastic artist, but he was also a botanist. He was also a humanitarian. He was also a philosopher. So, you know, we need to come out of our little boxes and say, I'm just going to build AI or something better, faster, quicker, and so on. We need to understand why and what's the impact and how is this going to impact society? And we need to turn away from just pure profits, which are incredibly important. We all want to be wealthy and well-off and drive a nice Porsche, as I see around me here at the World Manufacturing Forum. But also, we need to make sure that we're engaging intellectually with this type of um, advancement has been made to make sure that it's there not just for you but for your children and the next generation we cannot have an AI system that's just driving benefits for large multinational shareholders we need to make sure that it's benefiting our society that we're not raping and pillaging raw materials from a planet which is a finite resource we want to make sure that we don't have health insurance systems that are, are that are exploiting the weakest amongst our society simply because data analytics gives them information on people who are more exposed to certain types of diseases and so on. We need a fair and just society and things are changing mm. so quickly that the onus is very much on your generation to make sure that you engage in this and that you allow for a philosophical context to this, for an artistic context to this, not just 
uh, something from you know uh, industrialists and engineering and science and STEM as we look at it. I think philosophically this idea of STEAM, you know, S-T-E-M uh, with A for the arts put into it, I think that's a fantastic model. I think when we look at the European Union and Bauhaus infrastructures that are coming here to include the artist community in mm. engineering, all of this is going to be a massive, massive change for you. And, and you, you can only be excited by it. It's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Thank and you very much. Okay? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. you. Thank you very much for the interview, Andrew Lynch. And thank you for the great answers. So, to conclude, some may see the young workers' ambitions as a problem and a challenge because work has to become more meaningful and not just repetitive. But it can be argued that it's instead a great thing as they would rather work towards goals such as the ones in Industry 5.0, that they would want to work towards, for example, sustainability or smarter technology. Yeah, and it's good to, to know that there will be a workforce that wants to work towards something meaningful and maybe leave the earth a better place than how they found it, and that there is also an upcoming industry that wants to focus on and help them in achieving this. So in many ways, the new workers complement the new industry very well. Yeah, and that's it for now. Thank you for listening. And hope you check out the upcoming episodes. 